Forgiven Once for All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. Welcome to Season 3. This is sort of a reboot for the Forgiven Once for All podcast. I'm making a few changes and just changing it up a little bit. Instead of doing scattered topics like I did before, I want to start with books. You know, like this week we're going to start in 1 John. And we're going to carry through the book, and I want to address subjects that are addressed in that book. And so, I hope you like it. This week, as I said, we're going to start our study in 1 John. This book was written by the Apostle John. He wrote the Gospel of John, and he also wrote 2nd and 3rd John. So, this letter um, was written around the same time as the Gospel of John, and some commentators refer to it as not quite a letter because there's no um, sender or receiver on it, so to speak. Um, It's more like a tract, (laughs) if you want to call it a Bible tract, one of the first Bible tracts. Um, It's a letter of instruction and encouragement and... It has very similar wording, especially in the first few verses, as the Gospel of John. So let's get started. We're going to read 1 John 1, 1 through 1-4. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, and what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was revealed. And we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. So here John starts out his letter much like he did his gospel. He says, what was from the beginning? And in the gospel of John, the first verse says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. See, I believe here what John wants to convey is one of the first things that we need to understand is that the word or the logos, which is the Greek word for word, is Christ. And Christ has always been. He was always with God. See, Jesus is not just another prophet that came by or another rabbi, another teacher. But he has always been with God, and he was with God at the creation, and Jesus is part of the Godhead, the Godhead, which is what the church calls the Trinity. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here we have three separate beings that are one God. They're one God, but they're three parts. This is something hard for our minds to understand. How can God be three but one? But this is the mystery of God. 
Jesus, the Son, the Word, has always been part of the Godhead. There are three equal parts, but separate. The next thing that John states is that we've seen him. We've seen him with our eyes. We touched him with our hands. He was real. He wasn't a spirit that come down, but he came as a human. This is so important for us to understand, and we'll find out later why this is so important. But God had to come down in his son as a man, as a human. And he was the word of life. This word that's used for life here is the word zoe, the Greek word zoe. It's an eternal quality. It's a good life, a God life. It's an abundant life. And when Jesus says, I'm the bread of life, he uses this word zoe. When he says, rivers of life will flow from you, zoe. It's a God life. Jesus is the word of life, the logos of Zoe. See, Jesus is the word or the logos. Jesus far supersedes ink and paper, what we call the word today. The Bible is so important and it's real and it's God's word to us. But Jesus is the word. He's the word from the beginning. Before paper and ink was ever invented, Jesus was the word. And this life, this Zoe life, this God life, this abundant life, John says, was revealed to us. It was made known. It was once hidden, but now it's been revealed to us by the Son, by the word of life. In these first four verses here, we have this word Zoe used three times. The first time it says that Jesus is the word of life. Then it says that this life is revealed, revealed life. And then it says eternal life or Aeonos Zoe. Aeonos is the word used for age or eon. It's a period of time. And one interesting thing is, is that this word sometimes is translated as eternal, but the only time that it could be properly translated as eternal is when it's used in conjunction with God's zoe, with God's life. When it's attributed to God, God's the only thing that's eternal, and it brings eternity, but any other time, Aeonos is a period of time or an age. This word is used many times throughout the New Testament. And it's important for us to understand that, that God brings eternity. God plus Aeonos equals eternity. Aeonos without God is just an age or a period of time. So here we have Jesus being revealed. In in this letter of John, and he says that Christ, he came, he was flesh and blood. We touched him, we spoke with him, we seen him, and he was God, but he was also human. You say, how can this be? Why is this so important? Because the job 
that Jesus came to do could only be done by a God-man. Only God can forgive sin, and only man can be punished by sin. So Jesus came as God and man to be the Lamb of God that took the wrath of sin so that we who had no escape could be declared righteous and forgiven, justified, just as if we had never sinned. Only Jesus could have done that, and that's what he did. That's what we see in these first four verses in John, 1 John. John establishes the word that brings life. He gave us abundant life. I hope this helped you today, and I'm excited about what's to come, so stick around, and I hope you enjoy these as much as I do. And remember, as always, God is madly in love with you. Until next time.